0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, middle of the week. Yesterday, Kansas City Chiefs made a couple changes uh, placing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the IR, which is not good, but that means he can't play for what, four or five games?
1: Well, three weeks. Three weeks, okay. It's a minimum minimum of three weeks. That's good news. Well, it is, but it could be more than that. Yeah. Depends on how he recovers from the MCL strain that he has, and sometimes that takes a while, depends on the individual. I think it's probably the first injury that Clyde Edwards-Alaire has ever had of that significance, but then again, he's also in the National Football League, and those things will happen. But uh, he's out, and the Chiefs will have to come up with with some kind of a replacement. They already do. Darrell Williams is probably the key running back. And they'll they'll have others. In fact, they signed one yesterday, a fellow by the name of Derek Gore, who had been with them in preseason and cut out of Louisiana Monroe. So he is back with the squad again, unlikely to see any action, but you have to have that depth.
0: I think it's going to be another committee situation. They'll probably get McKinnon in there a little bit. Um, It'll be interesting to see, but, yeah, I – That those moves were kind of I figured that's what was going to happen, but nothing on the defensive side of the ball, huh? No, uh, a little bit of an upgrade, well, so to speak,
1: on the offensive side because Tooney has a bit of a hand injury, Mm -hmm. so he may or may not see, probably will see sporadic action. They can pad those. The club, dude,
0: I'm I'm looking forward to him having the club out there. Fact is, though, apparently
1: it's, it's an injury that's going to keep him at least silenced for a little while. So they signed a backup lineman from Auburn, a kid from Nigeria, who probably can play a little bit, has been with the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll see. But these are all little bolstering moves. They are not major, major out. The NFL trading deadline isn't for another week or so the Chiefs could, and I'm emphasizing could, make
0: some uh, waves in that trading deadline. I hope that Brett Veach is listening and uh, he is just sitting there looking at that waiver wire trying to figure out what the hell we can do. We need all the help we can get. Um, Speaking of which, chocolate chips, odds... Chiefs-Washington on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and Chiefs are a better team than Washington. I would hope so.
0: (laughs) Well, the books know that. And
1: Las Vegas, they made the Chiefs a 10.5-point favorite with an over-under surprisingly low of only 48. But I do think the Chiefs win this one. I think the Chiefs had better win this one because the competition will be varying from here on in at the Tennessee Titans in two weeks. Can't overlook the Washington football team. They did give New Orleans Saints a battle before falling last week. 33-22, but it really isn't a very good team at all, and I think the Chiefs will beat them. But it's a 10.5-point spread. Hey, take the points and go with Kansas City.
0: Hockey's back. I know I made the joke last time we talked about it during the preseason that uh, didn't it just end two weeks ago? (laughs) Well, it's only been a month, but guess what? Regular season starts this week. And it started. It started last night, and the newest team in the
1: NHL got their – Fledgling feathers burned last night. That's the Seattle Kraken they played and lost their first game. That's not unexpected. Although you look back into history, and the most recent new team, the Golden Knights from Las Vegas did win and won all the way into the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year. As far as the St. Louis Blues are concerned, while the season opened last night, uh, the Blues don't play. They don't place on the stage until Saturday when they go out to Denver and play the Colorado Avalanche, and that'll be the season opener for both those teams. Uh, the Blues will end the exhibition season with an even split at 4-4, four, four, 4 wins, 4 losses. So we'll see what they, what they have to offer. Hey, the Stanley Cup, still fresh in everybody's memories,
0: and who knows what can happen. It's a long, long season. It is a long season, but the teams that were there last season are still looking pretty damn good (laughs) so far. So we might have a repeat. Who knows? So yesterday we had three games in the MLB playoffs. One painfully close. I mean, I kind of feel bad for Milwaukee. I shouldn't, but I kind of do. The other two, not so much.
1: Interesting thing about the Milwaukee Brewers is that their lack of consistent power has finally caught them in the championship series, or divisional series, I should say. The, the home run factor. They can hit home runs, but they don't do it consistently like the Atlanta Braves do. And this is an Atlanta team that played yesterday without their biggest slugger, Jorge Soler. He's out with COVID. Now, he probably just has mild symptoms, and he'll be back once he tests negative. But it was Freddie Freeman, one of their old graybeards on the team who hit a home run in the eighth inning, and that was the difference. And the Atlanta Braves beat the Brewers 5-4. to four. We are now down to, you now we'll ultimately be at the Final Four. Mm-hmm. This is the fabulous five we're down to now because there's only one series that has not been decided, and that's on the West Coast. And that will be decided tomorrow night when the Giants and Dodgers play at Oracle Park in San Francisco. That series is tied at two games apiece. Otherwise, everything is all set for the league championship series. Red Sox and the Astros in the American League and the Atlanta Braves against either the Dodgers or the Giants in the National League. And the winners from that go on to the World Series. That will conclude the baseball season. Really good games last night. The Dodgers, who are the reigning world champions, Really showed a lot of power last night, knocked off a good San Francisco team 7-2, to but now it comes to a Game 5, and it is in San Francisco, and I really think that does make a bit of a difference. We'll find out. Giants won 107 regular season games, the Dodgers won 106 regular season games. These are both really solid baseball very, teams. Very,
0: very solid teams in a very solid, solid division. So it's not like they just, I mean, they they had a hell of a season and they both came out on top and it's hilarious. Like I said yesterday, these two teams hate each other and it's hilarious. <laughs> it comes down to a game five. It'll be tomorrow and uh, so that'll make things exciting. Watch Thursday night football, watch the game, go back and forth and uh, sports, sports, sports. Uh, Let's talk about the Cardinals. Have they made any movement yet in the offseason? Well, and they can't
1: as far as the roster's concerned. That can't happen until after the World Series. That is the rule. But after the World Series is over, then you watch. The free agent market will open up, and there will be all sorts of possibilities. Are there rumors of changes? Yes, there are. But interestingly enough, Mike, most of them involve the coaching staff and not necessarily the players. And the key on the coaching staff is the Cardinals hitting coach, Jeff Albert. Interestingly, and, and you take a look at what happened, the metamorphosis of this season, the Cardinals came away with that 17-game, historic as it was, 17-game winning streak in the latter part of the season. And fans are buoyed. So is the media to some extent. Hey, we won 17 in a row. We're, we're going to be pretty good. Well, they might be next year, but the question remains, why were they so mediocre for mm-hmm. much of the season? Hey, the other teams in Major League Baseball all face the same circumstances. There was one I read about yesterday. <laughs> I had to chuckle that. Nolan Arnato was still getting used to the system. Come on, people. It's baseball. You play the game the same way every day, back and forth, and you're a 10-year veteran, and you're getting used to the system?
0: Ned Reynolds has real it's not it's not football where you got a playbook the size of a bible and you know plays like 23 dash wasp head and all this crazy stuff you you basically play your position and you you follow
1: through with the what the routine of the game is and that part of it is the bothersome factor because why did the cardinals not come through until the very end of the season well i think there's a reason for that and much of it surrounds their hitting coach do they make any changes that remains to be seen. The team meeting comes up in December, and that's when they make all their, their key minor league and major league changes. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, there, there are rumors going around, but
0: the rumors are just that, rumors. And we'll have to wait and see till December when they make those rumors come true. We got a lot of great college football games coming up this weekend, um, but more localized. The chance for a team to beat another team that beat arguably one of the best teams in college football. That is the uh,
1: game up in Columbia, and I find this because it is really flying under the radar in a lot of respects. Alabama had their huge several-year winning streak broken on Saturday night by Texas A&M. Texas A&M was an 18-point underdog. Not only beat the spread, they won the game with a field goal at the gun, 41-38. to 38. Texas A&M, folks, is up in Columbia to play the Missouri Tigers this weekend. Missouri is Midland right now. And by Midland, I mean they have played some good, some really poor moments. Their defense, just like the Chiefs, their defense has been torched by teams that in all honesty, aren't all that strong. And here's Texas A&M coming in, and the margin is only nine and a half in that game. Texas A&M's a nine and a half point favorite. Now. I think Ned's eyeing this one. Ned, is <laughs>
0: where
1: are my chocolate chips? <laughs> Ned, might be eyeing this one. Anyway, that's that is one of the games. Of course, we have a big one here in town. Missouri mm-hmm. State I'm trying coming. to rebound. They'll Take on Indiana State in a two o'clock game at Plaster Sports Complex. Looking at the weather, it should be just a perfect fall afternoon for football. There are lots of really good games. Let's go down south and take a look at the game in Fayetteville with the Razorbacks playing Auburn, and Arkansas goes in as a
0: very slight favorite. So, indeed, we see some
1: good games coming
0: up. I think Arkansas bounces back. Um, the other ones I was looking at, uh, Kentucky-Georgia. I think Georgia is going to handle business, but you never now, know. Now think about this. This is two unbeaten teams. Kentucky hasn't lost.
1: Georgia hasn't lost. Georgia's number one in the country. Kentucky undefeated. Georgia is
0: a 23 point favorite in this game. All comes down to who you play and how you play them. And then, uh, Texas, Oklahoma State, that'll probably be a good game, too. So I look for the, uh, I look
1: for the Longhorns to ride the momentum of uh, the game. They played well against OU. They did. Didn't win, but they, they did play well. And Oklahoma State, while they have played much better than they did in their opener against the Bears, they, uh, it'll be a good game.
0: They will. Game. A lot of college football, man. That's great stuff. You have a wonderful day, sir. And, uh, Keep your hat on.